This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's going on, Smooth Operators? Welcome to today's episode. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're getting after it. And if you're not, man, what are you doing? Go get some. You know you want to. You know this is what we live for. Run your business. Manage it. Do whatever you got to do. Keep things moving forward because that is the only way to growth. It's that never-ending churn that we go through. Man, I live for it. I don't know about you. Like The, the further I get into this, the more I just love all of these moments. So, today is an episode that's top of mind right now. You know, I work with a lot of different clients, work with a lot of different types of industries, and I've noticed something that's kind of universal. And I've seen it in multiple industries with multiple people, and it's when business owners, particularly less marketing-savvy ones, they get... I just want to call it, they get nervous and they, they, that we get halfway into a marketing strategy or they're, we're just at the beginning phases, you know, and we're maybe two days into a 90 day sprint that we're planning and they don't see results immediately and they want to change what we're doing. And I'm like, dude, you got to give this time, man. You got to give it time. And so I want to talk about planning and when a plan comes together and, and why, we talk about all sorts of planning. Um, I'm a planner by my very nature. I love planning. I love putting things down in a sequential order. I love seeing that whole breadth of a project before I even start. Like I know what steps one through 30 are and just organizing that, getting it into place. You know, that's one of my superpowers is being able to see that three dimensionally. And, you know, it's not something, you know, I say superpower, dude, this, like none of this stuff is natural. Can we acknowledge that? Like all of this stuff is learned. Anyone that says they can do this naturally and it's a natural skill, they're lying. They learned it from somewhere. So if you're like, dude, that ain't me. Got it. It was none of us. We all had to develop it in our own right. So if it's not you yet, first off, give yourself some credit for what you have done. And second off, understand that this is a process. And it's a process to even learn how to do this. So give yourself a little bit of credit and a little bit of forgiveness moving forward that if you haven't screwed it up yet, you haven't tried. First off, I mean, that's part of it. Part of this is screwing up and like not doing as well as you'd like to do. That being said, you know, there's that famous movie and TV show. I love when a plan comes together. I do too. I love when it comes together and not just with projects, but specifically within marketing, which like, can we be frank? Marketing is a project. Um, so I treat marketing um, the same way I treat major project de product development, the same way I treat a website project, the same way I treat anything. Everything is a project. Everything has inputs and outputs, due dates, suspenses, like all those good things that make projects happen and is all in a sequential order. Why would marketing be any different? If you think it should be different, brother, like you got to get, you know, into the weeds on this thing and understand like why I make this a system and why making it a system saves your emotional health. It saves your, I mean, that little thing inside of you that, 
that wants to, you know, go chicken little all the time. The sky is falling. And this is especially top of mind because um, two clients, very different industries. Like I said, one client is kind of notorious for never seeing a strategy through and the types of strategies we have to do with this client's business. I mean, these are like the three to nine months, uh, you know, perspective where you really have to let something work, you know, and you might not see the results right away, but we're looking for those leading indicators but so often we want the lagging indicators. What am I talking about? You know, lagging indicators with the marketing strategy is always sales, upsells, cross-sells, downsells, like all those things that come on the monetary side. You know, that's marketing. That's part of what we do. But there's also the leading indicators. How many leads are getting? What's open rates? What's our traffic look like? All those things where we know we amplify our leading indicators. We're going to get the lagging indicators on the back end. Well, this particular client like ignores all the leading indicators and he only focuses on the lagging indicators. Well, when your sales cycle is like 30 to 90 days, like brother, that don't work. Like you got to be reliant on those lagging indicators to help you or those leading indicators to help you see the progress that you're making. And another guy was like really just into a pretty big promotion that he was doing where it was like, you know, PLC type, you know, Jeff Walker style launch which if you've never studied that, like buy Jeff Walker's book, Product Launch Formula. Um, it's really good. And it'll give you a ton of ideas on how to do this type of content based launch where it's like leading with content and then the promotions on the back end of the content. So it's content leading up to promotion. But you see, like all of these have one very thing in common. It's all a structure. Marketing is structures that we're putting in place, we're putting together. Nothing is by happenstance. Everything is part of a strategy and a plan, right? See where I'm going with this? Um, and the thing is, both of these clients would get like super nervous in the service because they weren't seeing those results right away. They weren't seeing it on day one. They weren't seeing it within the first couple of hours. And so they would panic and either think, Oh, chicken little, the sky is falling, all's wrong. Or immediately start to look for exits. Like, hey, should we change the strategy? No. Hey, should we do this different? No. You just started, brother. You got to let your marketing work. You got to let it go through its paces. And like when you don't do that, not only a like, can you imagine being that kind of a business owner where you are constantly acting on that type of emotion? Like, dude, I get exhausted thinking about it because I've been in high intensity marketing campaigns, high intensity launches. And the last thing I need is the negative energy pulling me down. Like I need every ounce of positive energy that I can possibly muster when I'm launching something like this, because to be perfectly frank and perfectly honest, I am a firm believer that Whatever energy you're bringing to a project, whatever energy you're bringing to what you're doing, especially in marketing, like it can be felt by your target audience. They can feel desperation. They can feel when things are amiss. They can feel when you are amiss. It's this weird thing. I have no scientific evidence whatsoever to back this up. So you're just going to have to kind of trust my uh, experience on this. But whatever energy you're bringing into a promotion can and will be felt by your target audience. And will result in your sales either going up or going down. Um, you know, the best product launches I've ever done are the ones I've been the most excited about, the ones I've been the most positive about, and being able to carry that energy through a promotion. 
And the ones where I was laissez-faire, quite frankly, just didn't give a shit, you know, for whatever reason, like I was caught up in something else. It's kind of like, hey, we just got to run this promotion because it's Friday and we're running a weekend promotion. Like those where I didn't have any like positive emotional investments, they didn't do so well either. So like what kind of energy are you bringing to your marketing strategy, to your campaign? I mean, that all sounds a little bit pie in the sky, but like I've just seen it too many times to doubt what I'm seeing, you know, and not to say like positive energy is going to solve the world. Like you got to do the work too, but the plan is doing the work, the uh, you know, creating a plan, going through all the steps to put together the plan. That's doing the work. And so what I like to do is I always like to work from templates where I create the template once and I'm just recycling it as I go. And so I created kind of like a master promotions template that covers absolutely everything you can imagine doing during a promotion that we tend to see uh, for online products um, to include, you know, backend phone sales, webinars, you know, Facebook lives, all these things are built into this template. So all I'm doing when I'm creating a marketing plan in my project management system, first off, I never start in the project management system. I start on paper. That's how I tend to do things. I start on paper, actually map things out in a visual way, you know, using kind of like content boxes where I'll do like PLC box and main offer box and downsell box, you know, and I just kind of box it first so I can see things at that 10,000 foot level. And then I start to break it down in individual tasks when I'm working within my project management system. That lets me think, see things from that three-dimensional level and break it down into the individual tasks that have to be done to bring that thing to fruition. But the reason that I start with that template is because I have to physically remove something for it not to be done. Okay, there's a barrier in the way of not doing a follow-up email to clickers, for example. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's basically like anyone that clicks on an offer link gets a follow-up email. You might have seen that before. Like that's in every single templated email or marketing sequence I've ever done in my entire life. And it will be for the foreseeable because I've seen it work so darn well that I'm going to have it in every single template. But I'm working from that framework, the framework that I know from my experience gives me the best chance of success. And it doesn't mean I have to do everything every time, but it does mean I do have to make the decision to either include that marketing asset within a campaign or remove it. And when we remove it, we making that, that conscious decision. So what does that prevent you from doing? It prevents you from missing opportunities. It prevents you from not seeing the whole picture, not seeing all the possibilities. It also prevents you, and this is man, the thing I see the most, is people just not following through with their marketing strategy, marketing plan. You know, they see things not going right on day one and they immediately want to change things. I'm like, well, all the other numbers are good. We're getting the opens, we're getting the clicks. Maybe they just need more time to consider the offer. People don't necessarily buy right away. That being said, I am so guilty of hitting go on an email marketing campaign and immediately opening, you know, Google Analytics to watch the first leads come in. You know, I'm very guilty of that. Um, I would never recommend that to anyone. Emotionally, it's draining unless you, you know, know you're going to get a sale in those first five to ten minutes. 
uh, then it's kind of fun. But I, like I said, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. So this, that whole thing I just said, last 30 seconds, just delete that from your memory. Don't watch them come in. Watch them at, or check on the results at predetermined increments. Once, twice a day. If you're watching it, I'm telling you, you're going to drive yourself crazy. But when we have that plan, when we have that roadmap that you're working from, we free ourselves from the emotional side of marketing and let ourselves live better in the moment. We let ourselves be free, be more open to our team, be more open on to the follow through because people are going to be buying and how are you going to greet them? Well, if you are an emotional state of wreck and people are meeting you for the first time through an email or through a live call that you're doing, whatever engagement that you have to welcome people to your product or to thank them for buying the product. If you're doing it from a state of anarchy, you think people can't feel that? They're, oh, what the heck did I just buy? You're giving yourself the permission to do that. I would even go so far as to say you should have, you know, 99% of your marketing assets created before we click go on a campaign. It's been traditionally how I've done things where I will write all the PLC, I'll write all the Facebook copy, I'll you know order up the email copy, we'll get the landing page done, the downsell page, the upsell page, like all these assets that we need for our marketing campaign. You need it, you're really doing yourself a big favor by having those things in tow, ready to go, all tested out before we click go. We get all the stressors out of our way so we can focus then on fulfillment during the actual campaign because people are going to be buying along the way. So that frees you up yet again to have that emotional reservoir that you need to fulfill on the back end. That being said, I know that's not always possible. That's a big ask for a lot of campaigns to be drafting everything up ahead of time. It's not always possible, especially if you got a freelancer or someone else that's helping to write any of this stuff. That's okay, though. Here's going to be something I said that you're going to look at me kind of funny, but just follow me on this. If your plan is chaos, at least plan for chaos. You can plan for chaos. A plan does not mean necessarily that everything is always done by X H hour on D-Day. A plan for chaos means when this is done, do this. When that is done, do this. Expected time between day and day. So if you have something that you know you're going to send out somewhere between Wednesday and Friday... And when that's done, it's followed up by the next task. At least plan for that chaos. This really especially makes sense if you have teams that are helping you, that are working with you. You're accounting for that. You're giving them that expectation. You're giving yourself the expectation that it's going to be chaos. Have you ever had one of those moments where... Like everything goes wrong, but you expected it to go wrong and suddenly you're at peace with it. Versus the times when you need everything to go right and it doesn't go exactly perfectly awesome, super great right, but it's like 98% right. But where do we focus on that 2% wrong? 
the expectation of chaos is quite powerful. And it can be planned for. And I, I've ran a lot of very successful campaigns planning for chaos. We would almost always do Black Friday based on chaos. Because Black Friday, you know, you know, biggest shopping holiday of the year. When are we going to run out of something? We don't know. Well, there was your, you're introducing chaos. But we knew it. And so it was okay. It seems a bit contradictory, but I, I think if you try that, I think you're going to find yourself in a much better position. So I would just ask, you know, look at the campaigns you've ran to this point. Have you been working from a strategy? Or are you leaving things to chance? Are you leaving yourself to chance? Are you introducing possible, like, for real emotional stressors into your life that you may not need, to be totally honest? If you're doing that, first off, forgive yourself and try your next campaign, your next big marketing push, working from something a little more, more concrete, something a little bit more stable, and then do an honest analysis after the fact and be like, man, how did that feel to run a campaign like that? To run it based on a system off a strategy. I think you're going to find yourself in a much better position. I think you're going to find better sales as well. Because we are operating from that place of knowing. And when we do that, we're, we're more prone to see the opportunities that come up in front of us. So notice I never said never amend the plan. But when you're operating from a place of panic, we don't look at things strategically. We look at things, I had a good idea. When we're operating from a place of stability and structure, we take a moment, look at the data, and make the right decision versus the first decision that comes up to our mind like we're doing when we're in a panic mode because what's our brain saying when we're in a panic mode? Solve this, solve this, solve this, solve this, solve this. Our brain is screaming at us to solve it. And when we don't have that brain screaming at us to solve it, we're still going to solve it. We may come up with the same conclusion, but we're going to come at it from a place of data, from strategy, and from things that are actually based on what's happening on the ground in real time right in front of our eyes. I hope this helped. I think you'll find that once you start doing this, you'll love it and you'll be hooked on it. That being said, if you're like, dude, I have no idea how to create a marketing strategy, a marketing plan. What are you talking about? Bro, let's get on a talk. Let's, let's talk this out. Let me help you create a marketing plan so you can see the difference when you're executing that plan in your next promotion. Until next time, guys, look, have a good one. I can't wait to see you on the next episode in between now and then. Dude, before you finish this episode, well, right after you finish this episode, finish the episode first. Go over to iTunes, give us a review. Greatly appreciate the reviews we've gotten so far, but I need more. So I'm going to be greedy and ask you for that today. Do it. Do it now. I appreciate it. Until next time, operators, lead the way. 
Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliette.com and click start here.